seeker. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum, we are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Seeker. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be here with you today. In this episode, I... (laughs) I'm hoping to make it short. I know you guys, I say this all the time, right? I even listen back to my episodes. I'm like, Talia, just don't say that. (laughs) So here I am saying it. Welcome back to the show. I'm going to intend to make this episode short and punchy so you can really feel and take in what is happening when we weeble wobble out and in of our changes. So I'll do a little intro and all that, but first I just want to make sure this episode is going to resonate with you. So this is truly about when we are going about our growth and our maybe success or transformation, self-development, spiritual development. And we have this time when we're weebling in and out of the darkness. So an example that has personally come up in my life is when I decided to stop drinking alcohol so much, um, I quit for a while and then there was times where I was like, sure, I'll have a beer. And just keeping in mind, I'm not an alcoholic. This isn't, you know, advice on how to deal with sobriety or anything like that. I am not completely sober. This was just my journey. Um, And I was like, sure, I'll have a a drink. And after it had been a while, I would have one and go like, ugh, that doesn't really feel good. Like, why did I do that? And then I go a while more and then I'm like, sure, I could have a drink. Or maybe this is food with you. I've been there as well with food where it's like, oh, I'm doing so well. I'm feeling so good and then we kind of fall off. It's like we flirt with the devil. We go back into the darkness. And I have clients constantly saying to me, I don't know why I do this to myself. So if you feel that with something that you're doing, you may feel like, God, I know better, or I thought I'd move through this, or I don't want this thing to keep coming up. Why do I keep doing this to myself? This episode is for you and it is going to be so good. This is filled with even deeper, newer insights that I've had through reading, I'm sorry, through writing my book through, I just got back from a beautiful weekend away writing and just being on my own and just, you know, in quiet and in meditation. And I've just seen so much more about this. So we're going to dive into that today. But before we do, welcome to the show. My name is Talia Joy. To anyone who is new, welcome. I am a spiritual teacher. I am a medium. I am a man manifestation mentor. I'm truly just an intuitive channel on the path, helping to share with you the way that I see source, the way that my spirit team translates over how we manifest, how we heal, how we move forward, how we really make the most of this lifetime. Because if you're here listening to this episode, if you're someone who's tuned in many, many times, hey, hey, or if you're new to the show, either way, you're here for a big lifetime. Not every lifetime is big. Not every lifetime do we over Come our demons? Do we, you know, rise to our success, whether that's inner freedom, financial freedom, success in business, or overcoming disorders, healing our body, whatever it is? Um, not every lifetime do we have the ability to do that. But as we become older souls, we truly become here. We come here with this intention to come and live this 
life that is not only big and successful and abundant, but it's where we find ourselves again. It's where we remember spirit. It's where we remember divine consciousness. It's where we remember that we are a co-creator, that we have spirit at our back, that there is an order to this, that we have a spirit team that we can overcome. And in fact, our traumas, the things we have been through, the parts that have been the biggest challenges in our lives turn out to be the place where our medicine is. And this is transformation. This is you being an old soul on the journey ready. And you know, that may materialize in this experience as you just going like, I'm sick of my shit. I'm ready to evolve. I'm sick of being small. I'm ready for bigness. I want to overcome Maybe it's your ancestry or the patterns you've had. You want to do better than, you know, what previous generations could do. And by better, I just mean emotionally, you want to heal, you want to end this generational trauma, whatever it is that is going on in your life. And this feeling of like, I am meant for more, that is the feeling. So if you have that feeling, like I am meant for more, like deep down in the beings of my soul or the depths of my soul, I am meant for more than what I've been experiencing what I've led to believe about myself, what my confidence or self-worth has been so far. I am so ready for more. You are in the right place. This podcast is for you and good news. There's like 250, 60 something episodes for you to dive into before this one that is all for you as well. This is a safe space for you to grow spiritually, to manifest what you desire, but through more of a spiritual embodiment, through more of a healing and becoming all that you are, and less about force and manipulation and controlling this experience. So I had a podcast episode a few ago called, This Is Not A Vending Machine Universe. And this is exactly what I'm saying is we're not just here to be like, I want this, I'm going to receive it. We are here to grow and here to learn. There's a bigger order going on. There's a way that life works. And when we can truly sink into that flow, sink into that, into that, um, it's, it, I just want to say magic when we can sink into the magic of what life actually is grow through what we go through and accept the spiritual assignments and really come forward to be that more fully expressed version of us. I know I'm using a lot of big fancy words when we come into that place we get to have those things that we desire, but it's from a different place. It's not from control. And so I do teach about manifestation, law of attraction, lots of hacks and how to's and five steps to this and five tips for this. But manifestation is a co-creative experience. And as much as your physical human self want, wants a bunch of things and you get to have those things, your spiritual self is calling to grow is calling to expand, is calling to come back home into more of who you truly are. So on the outside, we say, I need more confidence. I need to believe in myself. Our soul is wanting us to embody and be present with who we truly are, our whole authentic self, experiencing life for what it really is, not just this sort of random occurrence, these random occurrences and being a victim to things. And I don't, this isn't blaming, this isn't anything like that, but it's just moving out of this 3d experience to go, Whoa, there's something so much bigger going on. So as you're sitting there knowing that you're meant for big things, you are meant for big things in the physical all the things you want to experience, but you're meant for big things in your soul. And that's actually the driver behind that feeling of I am meant for big things. Spirit is calling you deeper. More of yourself needs to be realized, to be loved, to be seen. That's the something bigger. And then in that, it's also 
what causes us to be able to manifest what we desire. So that may make sense to you. That may not. I'm not even sure if half the time what I say actually makes sense, but feeling my energy and really just hearing what is here for you, especially in this episode today, because this episode is much more about how life works, quote unquote. Um, I'm seeing so much more about it, the spiritual assignments that we are always presented with, the growth, why we're truly here. So this has a big part to do with why we weeble wobble in and out. So you are in the right place, my love. If this so far resonates with you, at least you've got your interest peaked. Um, I'm excited to share this time with you. And if you are someone that does tune in, week after week. You've been tuning in for a while. Hello, my love. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for coming back to the show, for giving this time to yourself, for always reaching to, not even so much reaching, expanding to be more of who you truly are, to seek that light because you're a light worker, you're a seeker, you are here for that something more. And I see that in you. So thank you for being here. So today's episode, we're talking about this weeble wobble. We're talking about why we have to weeble wobble in and out of the results, the changes. And there's a lot I want to say today. I don't have a structured way that I want to say it. I have my key points, but there's a lot of things to cover in this. First and foremost, I want to say that the wobble is part of the growth. So right there, you can drop your shoulders. If yesterday you did something that you thought you were you know, over that, or you binged on food, or you lost it and you've been so calm, but you like lost it and freaked out at someone or whatever it is. Um, we, this is part of the journey. And the thing is, is that as we are going on our human experience, when we are in the moment of what we would call self-sabotage or this weeble wobble in and out of what we want, maybe we've been feeling great with money, feeling abundant, feeling in faith. And then all of a sudden we're just like riddled with lack a bill comes in, we're totally thrown off, we're back into despair. And this is the thing is as a human in this moment, when we've just binged or we've just drank or we've just, you know, not worked out for the week or done something that we said we were going to change. When we're in that situation, the human goes, what's wrong with me? Why am I here again? Why am I back in this place? Why do I do this to myself? And in that there's a lot of sort of spiritual error in the way that you're never back where you ever were before. I want to remind you of how much progress you have made in your life, things that you are now living that you used to desire, things that have now changed that you used to wish were would change. And you are never going backwards. We live in an expansive universe, not a contractive universe. There is only forward. You're not the same person cellularly <laughs> than you were yesterday. Your hair is a teeny tiny bit longer. You have new cells. Cells have died off. Skin cells have sloughed off. You've lost hair. You've started growing hair. You know, even since yesterday, you are a different person. So first of all, if you find yourself back in the darkness, back in the pattern you said you were going to get out of, back in the not believing in yourself, your self-worth is rocked to the core, that's okay. And it's part of the process. You are not moving backwards. So that is number one is like, you're not moving backwards. And I really want you to try to see that. And I was describing this to a client a few, maybe a few months ago now where she deals with anxiety. She's had a lot happen in her life. Just, just underestimate it and say a lot. Um, and she deals with bouts of anxiety 
Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's sending her to the floor, nauseous, throwing up. Sometimes it's just like panic and she breathes through, but she was having this, um, I forget exactly what it was that happened, but she had a really, um, dense spell where she was barely sleeping. She was barely able to get like off the floor, just being totally enveloped in anxiety. And she said something along the line. She's not really the type of person to be like, why? But she was just like, I don't want to deal with this forever. Like I just... I felt like I was moving forward and now I'm just in this, like one of the worst anxiety attacks I've had in a long time, like, ugh, right. And I was explaining to her how think of your habits and your, especially the things that we don't like. So maybe we label the things we label bad, which aren't actually bad. They're not morally bad. You're not a bad person, but these things that we don't want to do, maybe it's excessive drinking drugs, having sex with, you know, people that we don't actually care about or spending or feeling like crap about ourselves, criticizing our bodies, you know, whatever it is seeing that tendency or that pattern as a wave. So we, I don't know about you, but say with my body stuff, even when I was in the knee deep, knee deep in my eating disorder, and I just kind of hated myself all the time, even when I was in that, there was still waves of like absolute despair and times when I would be on the floor, I wouldn't be able to gather myself together to go to work or to especially anything to do with a restaurant. Like I just couldn't go, I couldn't deal. And there would be these lows of absolute despair where I was face to face with, and this is, this may be triggering. This is deep. I'm not going to go into any details, but it's just emotionally deep. I would go knee deep and so far into like, I'm a piece of shit type feeling and I am so disgusting and I am so hideous. And how can I even walk around these really low thoughts? And I know that you may have experienced something similar. I love you. I'm sending you love, but these waves were waves of despair and and I was always in control, but every once in a while, I don't know if it was every month or every couple months, I would be hit so deep with this, like, like, I feel like that's the place that is that sort of despair. And I would be like, I'm here again. And I still hate my body and nothing has changed. And I'm exercising and dieting and I'm, I'm barely eating. And I, I mean, at that point I was definitely in a disordered place. Why am I still here? So whether or not you're in a disordered place, we still have those feelings and it is like a wave and mental health is like a wave. Sometimes we're feeling stronger than others. Even for you women out there, um, our menstrual cycles, our hormone cycles. And by the way, men have hormone cycles. I've been learning about that. They just don't have periods, but anyway, we are more emotional. Sometimes we are more heavy. Sometimes we are more sensitive. Sometimes we go inside more. Sometimes we go outside more. Sometimes we fluctuate and humans look at it. Like when we experience it, like we're back in that old place, but we were never, we're never go back. We're always moving forward, but it is like a wave. So what I said to my client in part in the conversation was imagine if this was a wave and this is just another wave in your anxiety story, for example, and are they getting farther and few between or farther, few and farther between is it getting better at all? And she's like, actually, yeah, I find like at work, I'm getting less anxious and my mornings are like less anxious than they used to be. And now a lot of times, like I'll teach my clients, like hand on heart, create safety in the body. When you're feeling that she's like, I'm doing that more often and that's helping, but man, this anxiety attack just knocked me down for a few days. And 
I had to bring to her attention, like you're, you are moving forward. It's just that it happens in waves. So those flare ups, those binges, that's quote unquote, self sabotaging behavior still will happen for a bit as you weeble wobble out of those patterns. So right now, for those of you that are in some sort of either healing work, spiritual growth, self-realization, self-actualization, self-awareness, like any of this work, you are getting better. And I don't mean better like you were worse. Sometimes it's so hard to speak human words because spirits like they're not better or worse. I'm like, I know, but I got to keep this conversation going. Um, you will move out of these patterns that you don't think are healthy, don't feel are healthy or aren't in alignment with your authentic self, with your highest self. You will move out of them. But what if you could allow it to be a wave where it came less and less? So again, with the drinking years later, I would be totally at peace with alcohol and like barely ever drinking, but then say I'd be alone for the weekend. Um, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to grab some alcohol. And I might even have only a couple drinks, but I almost find myself going like, oh, like, why did I do that? Because when I was in my eating disorder, whenever I was alone, I was the darkest to myself. I would hide everything until I was alone. I would do drugs. I would binge and purge. I would restrict my food. I would drink alcohol. I would be very dysfunctional when I was alone. So even though I had become, you know, I had released the eating disorder, alcohol was no longer a problem. Sometimes when I had the right combination of either being stressed or whatever, the second I had a chance to be alone, I'm like, give me a beer. And I'd witness this and go like, my highest self doesn't do that. And for a while I would be like, why am I back here? Like alcohol's not even an issue anymore. Like, why am I doing this? But now I just realize so much more that it's a wave. And sometimes those waves, as they get farther, um, farther between them, it might be a year in between the time that you have a panic attack. Then maybe it's five years, then maybe it's 10 years to the point where we say, it's faded out or it's gone, but really it's a wave that we have just found more even ground with. We are in our joy more than we are in our darkness. And this being said, there's no fixed truth about the fact that you have to suffer with this forever either. I'm not saying that it's a wave and it's always going to be there. I just mean on the healing journey, things slowly dissipate, things slowly dissolve. You have, you know, on the plus side, you have realizations that come in drip fed into your experience. You don't have realizations one day and everything's different. One thing that you hear, and then you hear another thing on a podcast, and then you read a book, and then you have a realization, and then you have a conversation with a friend, and then an intuitive hit that builds on itself. And you are growing, you are changing, you are expanding, but we often dip into these darker experiences. And I, before I get to why this happens, I just want to normalize it and say, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I ate more than I needed to. I felt uncomfortably full and I was like, huh, this feels like what, what I would have called before, not necessarily a binge, but just like I ate more than I needed to. And I, I was like, why did I do that? Like me, I've come from an eating disorder and I'm so far out of it. Why did I eat way more than I needed to, to the point where my belly hurt? And I was like, oh, gross. I feel gross. And I was like, it's fine. It's just life working out the kinks. Our, our darkness is working out the kinks. And in fact, with that circumstance, with what I know now, I gave myself so much love and I didn't obsess about it. I didn't 
shame myself. I just went, what would make me feel better right now? Maybe a bath, maybe a walk, maybe just like waiting it out and just loving myself going. There was a part of me that felt like I needed to eat. There was a part of me that was trying to numb something or trying to, you know, self-soothe. And I can give love to that part of me. So with my client, I was like, there's still a part of you inside that is processing what the fuck you've been through in your life. There's still a part of you inside that is working through the woundedness of the father leaving or passing away when you were young, the relationships that have failed or the times people have let you down, those are being processed. So as those are processed, it's natural to have times where we dip in and out of being what we call our whole self, our highest self that apparently just eats kale salads and exercises every day. Sure, that might be where you're going, but it's it's a weaving process because you're just shifting. You're not actually changing. You are fucking beautiful and whole and complete and perfect the way you are. It's just an evolving. It's just a shifting. It's just an unfurling. It's like, as you realize this divine beauty that you hold within you in your cells, you don't need to rely on the darkness as much. The coping strategies, when you start to feel better in your life, something like talking to myself, like alcohol used to make me feel better because I felt so shitty. And I have so much compassion for that. If that's you right now, I love you so much. If that's you in the past, you can relate. I felt so crappy that alcohol made me feel better. But now that my vibration is much higher, I have a drink and I'm like, oh, that wasn't what I wanted it to be. Sometimes a cold beer on a hot day feels really good. There's the odd time a couple times a year, but generally I just witness that I'm like, that I've moved out of it, but it took some moving out. I'm not a cold turkey person. I believe that that's powerful for some people. Some people quit drinking or smoking or whatever. Cold turkey, that's what they have to do. That's what works for them. But for me, I've actually probably never done that where I'm like, this happened and I never looked back. It has been a constant weeble wobble in and out of the light and the dark and the light and the dark and the light and the dark. And that's what we do. We flirt with the dark we go back into the light. We flirt with the dark. We go back into the light. And that is normal. So if you're shaming yourself for something you continuously do, it's a part of you inside that is wounded, that needs attention, that is trying to cope. And that part of you needs love, meaning sending love to that part of you. So with my client, she has been through more than most people could ever imagine. And I'm saying to her that there's still a part of you that is processing that because we are all still processing our childhood. Let's be real. No matter what you experience, we are all still processing our childhood or what happened to us when we were younger, teenagers, failed relationships. We're still processing that shit all the time. So sometimes you might lean on food or some sort of self-sabotaging behavior or thinking shitty about yourself, it's only because there's a part of you inside that is still growing, that is still realizing their full worth, their perfection, their divine beauty. There's a part of you inside that is still processing from the trauma, really, whether it was a huge trauma or quote unquote smaller traumas, which have just as big of an impact they show in our brain. That's that unworthiness piece that comes up and quote unquote sabotages, but that is normal. 
And I would like to meet a person that says, I never do that. And again, I'm going to get to in a second why we do this on a soul and a spiritual level. It's so fascinating. But the other thing I wanted to say about that is this example came up talking to a client the other day about this as well, where I was saying like people will do rehab and maybe they'll do rehab seven, eight times and people around them are like, oh, you know, maybe hopefully they are supported, but people have like this judgment of like, oh yeah, they've done rehab eight times. Like as if this is going to do it, it's never working, like judging them, like rehab and then relapse and then rehab and then relapse. But what I want to say to that person who's judging that person, who's weeble wobbling is how many times did you to that person who's judging, how many times did you try to quit something? How many times did you try to quit sugar and then binge on sugar? How many times did you say you weren't going to let your mom bug you? And then she does to that person judging the addict that goes in and out. It's just something that has a stigma. It's just something that we can label it's addiction. And then you did rehab and then you relapse. It's like, you know what lady or man, (laughs) how many times have you tried to spend less money and then went out and bought a bunch of shit. How many times have you said you're going to stand in your truth? You're going to have boundaries and you didn't do it. How many times really? Right. But we can judge other people for their weeble wobble. And then when we go through it, we feel judged because the world projects that out and judges people like that. Oh, they haven't got their shit together. But it is, I don't know one person that doesn't weeble wobble, whether it's addiction or it's exercise, committing to your morning routine, committing to yourself, your spirituality, we're all going in and out. We all have strong weeks of something. And then we have a few days that we fell off and then we have to make a choice. Are we going to fall off now for a while? Are we going to come back? That is the journey. So moving a little bit deeper, why we do this on a soul level. And I just want you to get ready for this. The more we experience the dark over time, it allows us to find the grit, to find the focus of the light. So you know how they say old school, um, to quit smoking, you should smoke a whole pack of cigarettes in one sitting or whatever. I don't necessarily think that that is the best way to treat like a child smoking, well, not a child, but I hear that like, son, you think smoking's cool. You sit down and you're going to smoke the whole pack and then you're going to, you know, feel so sick. You never want a cigarette again. I don't know if that's physically how I would deal with it if that happened in my family, but there's some truth to that. Have you ever had something that you, I'm sorry, guys, just like barf warning. Have you ever had something you got, you got food poisoning on and then you like couldn't go back and eat that thing? For me, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Does anyone remember Mike's Hard Lemonade? I don't know if it was just Canadian or not, but that was one of the first things I got drunk on and first threw up on and I still can't do it. I'm like, that is disgusting. This metaphor though is how we grow, the more we feel pain, it eventually sends us to our knees or sends us to change. And when you came here, you came here for big things, as I've already covered, I can, you can feel it in your body. So the weeble wobble is a built in mechanism to get you where you want to go. So for example, this is another real life example with me. When I'm, I've been lately having like in my body healing, there's been things going on where I've been feeling extra like bloated and sort of like gut and just really paying attention on a deeper level. And so there'll be things that I know make me feel just like gross in my body, uncomfortable, and I'll be away from them for a long time. And then one day I'm like, you know what? Sure. I'll have some cake or whatever. And then that sugar, 
Um, for me, I've actually always been sensitive to sugar. Little known fact, I was allergic to sugar when I was a kid or highly sensitive. So I can have it. I don't break out in hives, but my body doesn't like it. So I'll be away from processed sugar and then I'll have something and I have like three bites. This just happened the other day. I was at my in-laws and there was dessert. It was a birthday. I was like, sure. Right. And I don't actively stay away from anything, meaning I don't have diet rules. I don't do that. But I know that sugar, especially processed white sugar makes me feel like shit. As my bestie says, she's like, Oh, it makes me want to just brush my teeth right away. Like, don't your teeth feel fuzzy when you eat sugar? I'm like, yeah. Anyway. So I have the dessert and immediately I could feel that like gut rot. And I just like ate about half of it. I was like, that was really great. Thank you. And I got home and I just wanted water. And my husband had had some sort of like treat or something for us for like later, later. He's like, oh, I got these treats. I was like, you know what? I'm good for today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe later. But like right now I'm fine. I don't want any more. And do you see how eating the sugar actually made me go like, no, I'm good. It reinforces once again, why my higher self was saying like, let's try to stay away from this more often. It doesn't make you feel good. So then we do it to flirt. So on a soul level, you are here for big things. And that weeble wobble is your soul actually craving. It means, okay, if you're on a spiritual path and you've already been doing this self-awareness work, you've already been doing this higher consciousness work, the weeble wobble, especially when you're like, I know better, I've uncovered things, I've been trying to do things differently, I want something better for my life. At that point, if that is you, your soul is craving, and I got to find a phrase for this because I've been talking about it a lot with my clients and I can't find the right words yet because it's so fresh. But your soul is creating an experience that kind of corrects your behavior or sends you in a new, more healthy direction. So I want to say when I say more healthy or better, it's, it's, that's not the way they look at it, but I have to just say words because we're in a podcast and you need to understand me. But say I am doing yoga a lot and I feel really great and then life gets busy and I stop prioritizing myself and pretty soon it's been two weeks and my back starts hurting. My hips feel tight. I feel like stiff or not agile, or I go to bend over to tie my shoe and I'm like, Whoa, my hamstrings are tight. That feeling actually sends me back to yoga. So the feeling of getting really drunk and blacking out if you're someone that is on the path of growth and you're looking to better yourself, that feeling actually can be the greatest catalyst into change. So the reason why I'm clarifying about like, if you're on the path and if you're this and that, no matter what, your soul is still calling for this experience that detours you. You're wanting to like experience a rock bottom so that you can kind of move on and, you know, move into those newer behaviors. But some people feeling like crap sends them more into feeling like crap. And that's also a side of it that can happen. It's just that we need to start looking at life at some point that we have responsibility and that we're not a victim of life. So it can send us into feeling like crap. And like, I remember, you know, in our, in my twenties, we'd be like, you know, the way to deal with a hangover, have a drink in the morning. And it's like, Oh geez. Right. And I get that. And that's something I'm not meaning to pick on anyone. There's no judgment here if that's you or if you've been there or whatever, but there's that type of way of looking at it where when we go off, it just sends us off more, but even if you go off more for the next five years, you will get to the place where you are so uncomfortable with this destructive pattern that you will surrender and find the light. 
If this is the life experience that you're meant to do big things, which it is, or you wouldn't be here. If this is the life experience that you're meant to overcome, not loving yourself, overcome, not feeling worthy, which it is, or you wouldn't be here. Those weeble wobble experiences bring us closer to our truth. So I love to, to think like Abraham talks about how we are always seeing what we want or what we don't want. And what we don't want actually sends us to what we want. So if I just got out of a relationship and I was like, oh man, he was so non-committal. He was so flighty. He was this and that. And like, I don't want anyone that is not going to commit. And I don't want anyone that looks at me as a side piece. And I don't want anyone. Okay. What do you want? Oh, I want someone who commits. I want someone who is focused on me and we're in a mutually exclusive relationship because that's what I want. And that's, you know, that that's my style. Um, I want someone who will go the distance with me. I want someone who's not just going to run. If things get rough, I want someone who's really committed. So seeing what we don't want actually shows us what we do want. And so now we take it into the habits and into the behaviors. So number one, remembering that the weeble wobble is 100% normal. You don't need to shame yourself for it because every single person, you know, your neighbors on both sides, your friends, your family, whether they admit it or not, everybody does this. Everybody goes like, oh, I was doing really well and then I fell off the wagon or I was doing really well and then I stopped exercising. Something happened, something happened, I was off. But if we go off the path for long enough, we get increasingly more uncomfortable We get actually more away from what our soul is calling us to do so much that the human kind of veers away from what the soul is calling so much, so much, so much that it gets so uncomfortable. And one day we go, fuck this. The risk to remain tight in a bud becomes bigger than the risk it takes to blossom is a quote by Anonis Nin. But what that means is the day came when the risk to stay where you are is more than the risk to do whatever the fuck it takes to move forward, to heal from this, to move out of this pattern. And so every time I've been in a place of despair or rock bottom, it launches me. If you're here for growth and especially spiritual and self growth and manifestation, having what you don't want catapults you into what you do want because you get really focused. So I hope that this kind of makes a little bit of sense to you as well and brings just some lightning to it, less shame, less I'm being bad, I'm being wrong and like, oh shit, these experiences are actually looking to correct us. They're looking to detour us in the right direction. And here's the other kicker, (laughs) your soul, spirit as a whole, your spirit team have been bringing you messages. So maybe you have had the nudge to meditate more often or to start your own healing business or to get a coach or to start doing yoga or to try a cleanse or a plant-based diet or to do a gratitude list every day for a year or whatever. You've been getting these nudges and now thinking with your, I just going to bring this really real for a moment. Think of the thing you're weebling with, you're weeble wobbling with. Maybe it's alcohol, health, mental health, the way you think about yourself, any of these examples that I've been talking about or anything else that you're experiencing. In that area of life, source has been whispering. They've been saying like meditate or go for walks or move your body, take alone time, journal more, pour into you. This is the era of you. It's the time for you. It's the time to heal. It's the time to move forward. It's the time to do the thing. It's the time to start the business, whatever it is, you've been whispered. And what spirit always says to me is we can't drop a sign from the sky 
telling you what to do or else we would. If we did that, you would somehow discount it as a coincidence, or I don't really know if it was God talking to me, or I don't really know if it was spiritual guidance. He goes, he, source, spirit, goes, we are sending you signs all the time, guiding you toward healing, toward what you need, the medicine. Maybe it's supplements, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's self-love and healing your trauma and whatever it is. They're guiding you all the time. But when you don't listen, which again is part of the experience, I, like raising my hand right now, I'm really good at not listening. We create more and more uncomfortable circumstances for ourselves including the weeble wobble, because we're out of sort of alignment with what our highest self is calling us to do, but we're not meant to just be born in alignment and just stay in alignment. It's this thing we move into as we spiritually and personally grow and expand. So these experiences of the weeble wobble of the binge drinking out of nowhere, or the giving up on the gym when you were doing so good or whatever it is, those are actually there to guide you to say, if you keep going down this path, how's it going to turn out? Right. Or say I drank a ton yesterday and then I hear the next day. And how do you feel (laughs) like from my guides, right? Like how did that pan out for you? Do you think there's a better way we could have coped with the stress? And maybe next time, instead of drinking, I would meditate or I'd reach out to a friend and maybe not. Maybe next time I would drink again. It's, it's okay. It's our journey. The quicker we get the memo and act in accordance with it, the more we don't have to have these experiences, but it's not normal for a human to just hear something once and be like, oh, cool. I gave up all my vices and now I'm whole. It's actually a journey. So the weeble wobble is built into the experience. It's part of the asking. So powerfully choose it. If the next time you're like, fuck it, I'm going to have dessert. My soul is craving this experience in some way. And then noticing and dessert, I'm not saying ever that that's bad. I'm just kind of using these examples of like, I haven't been eating sugar. I've been feeling great. And then here we go. It's not bad. It's not wrong, but ask yourself, how do I feel? And then the last thing I want to say is that this whole is experience is about us coming back in to our wholeness, to our authenticity, to who we truly are. And what we would say is self-worthiness, believing we are worth feeling good, believing we are worth showing up for believing that we are worth loving, not meaning other people to love you and show up for you. I mean, ourselves believing that we are worthy of showing up for ourselves. We are worthy of loving ourselves. That is what source cares about the most. So as we build our self-worthiness deeper into who we truly are, our divine essence, being confident in ourself in a deep level, not a superficial level, not just confidence because I'm a good speaker, like deep, I am source embodied. I am here for a reason with my freckles, with my personality, with my chip nail polish, with my whatever. I am here to be me. I don't need to be anything else. It, it, I'm actually already enough. They want us, source wants us, our spirit teams want us to come closer into our worthiness. So every time we stray and don't treat ourselves like motherfucking gold, we feel that shitty feeling 
And ultimately it draws us more into like, I don't want to do this to myself anymore. So I want to make a change. And even that we might say, I want to make a change. And then we weeble wobble for the next six months. It's part of the experience. And the more you do the self-worthiness work in your own time, the more you're working on loving yourself, speaking positively to yourself, all these things I talk about on the show, the healing, maybe it's inner child or shadow or whatever, the more time you spend developing your deep down self soul worth, seeing yourself as a soul that is not worthy or unworthy based on like your humanness. It's not about your weight. It's not about your income. It's not about your ethnicity or who you are or what you've done or what you haven't done. The worthiness is never about any of those things. It was never in question. It comes directly from your creator. It comes directly from spirit. You just are worthy. The more you tap into that energy, you will not need to do those behaviors anymore, or they will become farther between. And now if I have a drink and I have two sips and I'm like, actually, that doesn't really feel good. I'm just like, put it down. I don't really need to get like blackout drunk anymore, or do drugs in secret because I've moved way deeper into my self-worthiness. So I don't binge on food like I used to. This is something I don't know if I've ever shared it on the show. It's incredibly personal. When I was in my eating disorder, I used to binge in the night. I wouldn't even remember it. I'd wake up and there'd be like crumbs and I'd have this like, oh yeah, oh my God. I was so ashamed, but my life was filled with so much control, so much self-hatred that like I would just do that unconsciously in the night. None of that stuff happens anymore because I love myself and I don't want to put poison in my body. And I'm more cautious with the way I talk to myself and more loving and more aware of what, how I treat myself and how I move my body because I love myself now and I'm not there. I'm on a healing journey. I'm always transparent about that. There's much more healing to come, but I want to assure you that as you build your self-worthiness, you won't need to weeble wobble so much. So let it happen. Try to go, you know what, today I'm going to have a drink and I might not feel good, but right now I want it. And for some reason, this is an experience that is somehow going to bring me closer. If it's going to happen anyway, you might as well own it. If you're going to closet drink or eat more food than you intended or quote unquote, go off your diet or whatever else, you might as well just own it and go, I have, I am, this is something that really resonated with a client today. I am practicing showing up for myself. I am practicing loving myself. So when I just binged on all that chocolate, I'm going to pay attention. My stomach doesn't feel good, but I know that as I grow my self-worthiness, as I grow my self-love toward myself, I won't need to do this so much and it will fade out like a wave and your binges or your compulsive spending or the, the getting down in your head and down in your mind that will happen less and less and less, but it may be a wave. It may show up again in six months or two months or one week. And we just have to know this is myself working out the kinks. These are old behaviors. I have been going through a lot lately and you know, in it, some of the darkest narratives coming forward that I said to my husband, like, this reminds me of the eating disorder times. Like, don't worry, I'm not controlling my food or even weighing myself or anything like that. Um, and when I say don't worry to any of you that are new, I came from an eating disorder, so I need to really look after myself and I just don't do those things because they trigger me. So I didn't default back into those behaviors, but the emotions coming up were fucking heavy. We're like, I am worthless type emotions that I have not experienced that deep, that visceral 
that emotional in many years, actually. It's not like I haven't experienced other things, but I haven't experienced the depths of, I wouldn't call it self-hatred because I've moved out of that, but that type of energy is like just low. And it came up and I was like, it shocked me. I'm like, it feels like it's been almost a decade since I've felt these feelings and maybe it hasn't quite been those that long, but it was really deep. And I was like, well, I'm just working out the, the kinks because that is still within me. So I'm not moving backwards. It's not like I haven't made progress in the last 10 years or 12 years or whatever since I've been he- pardon me, healing from my eating disorder. It's not like I haven't made progress. I've made massive progress. So when this happens to you, Notice the areas you have made progress. Don't allow yourself to fall into, I'm moving backwards because you're not moving backwards. Even if you go into old behaviors, you're never the same person. You're not moving backwards. And it's actually an important part. Those rock bottoms get you there. And for alcoholics that do rehab and end up getting sober, it could be the 12th time something sticks. You meet people all the time that are like, I'm sober 20 years. I'm sober five years. I'm sober 40 years. There was a moment, but do you think that it was just one moment for everyone where they're like, bing, you know what? I want something better for myself. I'm putting it down. No fucking way. Was it like that? It was probably torment and torture and excess and going away and then falling back in and then going away and then falling back in until the point where they said, enough, I am worth more than this. My life is worth more than this. I want to do whatever it takes and start committing to myself from love in a stronger way, in a more embodied way, kind of like, I'm not going to take shit from myself anymore (laughs) in some sort of way, but that's what those experiences do. So in wrapping this up with the curse of saying it's going to be a short episode and then it never freaking is, um, you're normal. Don't feel shame. I'm doing it too. Everybody I know is doing it. I don't know anyone that has never gone back and forth, weeble wobbled, and we do it in lots of different ways. So remind yourself that this is a trigger. This is something that is still within me that I am working out. I am moving through this. This won't control my life forever, but for right now, I send myself love. The part of me that felt the need to drink, the part of me that felt the need to binge, the part of me that felt the need to do the thing, I send them love because they're just figuring it out too. And I'm just learning how to love myself. And I don't expect myself to be a perfect human and tomorrow's a new day. And I know I'm moving forward in my life. So it is what it is. And I trust that this is part of the process that is actually moving me forward. Your soul is craving an an experience that gives you that detour. Your soul is craving an experience that shoves you in the direction of the light. And sometimes it does take a bit of suffering. It's not that we have to suffer. It's just that, like I said, you know, they say like, we can't show you any other way. Cause when we show you signs, when we show you like prophetic angelic wisdom that comes to you through people or through songs or through something you, we as humans, we discount it. We don't really go like, Oh, okay. Source. And then just change our behavior. It's not how it works. We're on a growing journey. We have to step on the coals so many times to be like, you know what? I prefer walking on the grass. We have to discover not having boundaries so many times until we're like, you know what? This feels shitty to be a doormat. That's it. I'm protecting myself more because I'm worth it. Right? 
So that was my message for today. I hope that this brings you some sort of comfort. I love you so much. If you haven't already, I'm going to recommend signing up for Momentum, which is the manifestation challenge happening really quickly. We start on the 22nd of May for round two. It's only $11. You get a free mini course. It's the best if you're listening to this after the case. Um, No worries. Come find me on Instagram. I'm sure I've got lots of fun things going on. Thank you so much for joining in on this conversation, on this episode. This is an easy conversation, but we have to normalize the process of transformation. We have to normalize it and not have it be one step up and then another step up and then another step up and then bang millionaire. Like that's just not the way it works. Even our heartbeat beats up. If you look at like an echocardiogram, up and then down and then up and then down. That's our heartbeat. And that's normal. We are that. We are part of the heartbeat of the planet to get super hippie with you. We go through ebbs and flows. We go through seasons. This is transformation. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as everybody else is doing it better than me. We are all hot messes on the path. So I love you from one hot mess to another. I hope you have a fantastic day. I'm sending you so much love. You're doing such a great job. Come find me on Instagram. Come find me in all the places. I love you so much and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I want you to take a second to put your hand on your heart and maybe even take a deep breath and take in everything that was talked about today that resonated with you. Invite it into your cells, invite it into your mind and into your energy as you upgrade your life. It was a pleasure connecting with you in this episode. If you want more, come find me on Instagram at Talia Joy Manifestation, and I'll see you in the next episode. Sending you so much love.